When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Rob and Wheelhouse show. I am Rob, and he is Wheelhouse. Wheelhouse, how you doing, buddy? Man, I'm doing great today, Rob. How does that uh, sweet make you feel after those uh, tough three losses against the uh, Oakland A's? You know, those losses against the Oakland A's was kind of sobering, I assume, for the Houston Astros, because they pretty much had owned them up to that point. Um, coming into Kansas City, I think that in their mind, they probably thought that a sweep was basically what they were going for. They weren't trying to win the series. Um, and, I mean, it showed. I know the first game, it was just kind of a slow start here and there. And, you know, there were some concerns when Miley took them out. And so a sweep definitely wasn't inevitable. But to let y'all know, Rob, the main marquee name of the Robin Woodhouse show actually called the sweep before it happened top billing i did say it was going to be a sweep uh but it was tougher than i thought uh what do we have uh friday it was one to one going in the ninth inning and springer hit a springer yes. hit a three-run homer uh who pitched friday it seemed like friday, so long it ago was, was it garrett cole friday it was garrett cole is friday the 13th and he and he yes. had uh I don't know if you can look it up, but like 14 more strikeouts. Yes. He's won like 13 games in a row. Yeah, on Friday the 13th, he won his 13th game in a row. He had – um, actually, he had 11 strikeouts. Oh, 11. On okay. Friday. 11, but still 14-11. It's all like – I mean, it's still double digits. So, maybe, maybe what I saw was – um that it was a streak of double digit strikeout games. Maybe, maybe that was what I yes. saw. That was 14. I don't know. The guy's just amazing. Oh, he's, he is, I mean, he is the single most sought after free agent prospect, like prospect of free agent that I think baseball seen. I mean, since Howard Pujols hit the free agency. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I know we've had great pitchers go in free agency, but I don't think anyone's ever really ramped it up like this before going on the market. And I don't know about you, Rob, but I really, I really, really hope that the Astros overpay to keep this guy. I just, I don't, I, I think losing him might be equivalent to losing like Nolan Ryan. You know, I know it's, I know there are different stages of their career and all that stuff, but that's what it makes me think of. Like, why would you not pay this guy, you know, and keep him here? Well, I saw a story and it was Cole. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't know how exactly how to say his name, but I think he plays for the nationals third baseman, Anthony Rendon or Rendon. Yeah. Anthony, Anthony Rendon. Oh, so it's the same as our guy. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Okay, so so Pretty they close. have those two guys listed as the top free agents next year. And uh, what you're saying about trying to keep Garrett Cole, I think a lot of people think 
that we may be able to get it done. A lot of people think that the signing of Greenkey was probably the nail in the coffin for that to get done. But I think on the podcast you did with Corey, he was thinking mm-hmm. perhaps winning, being on a winning team and having a chance to win the World Series may weigh more heavily than money because he's going to get paid a lot. I don't know how much the Astros are paying him, maybe $20 million, 21 but I don't know if they're going to pay him 30 or I think Verlander makes 31 so he's definitely worth 31 I don't know if it's going to happen, but it would be awesome if they had him. Yeah, I really think that um, – I think he's going to garner between the – 30 and 35 million dollar mark to be honest with you um you know if the if the if the astros offered him let's say 33.5 million okay for five years that's 167 million if you could give that guy 175 million for five years you're giving him a you're giving him 35 million even um and if and of course i have no idea what Lunau and the executives, you know, Reed Ryan, because Reed Ryan's really in charge of it. I don't know how they negotiate, but if California or New York or East Coast or West Coast is looking at him, I would let them know, look, if you make if you make 170 million here, but you go and sign 200 million in California, you're going to make half of what you make because of taxes alone. That's true. And so, I mean, you get not only a discount, but you get to compete for a championship for the next two to three years at guaranteed. And then you still have a ton of prospects still coming up. So there's no telling how long this ride will last with the Astros being the top billing in the American League. Not that they're the only ones, but I just, you know, to me, I'm always an optimist. You know, I run that page on Facebook, Stros One, always positive, always Astros. And I just, I just really believe Garrett Cole has found some real value and worth here. I would not be surprised if he stayed. I think national media would be surprised because they assumed he's going to go somewhere else. The only threat for him to go anywhere, I think, is in California with the Angels because he's from California, because of Mike Trout, because they do have some core players. But even that, even adding him, they would have to really add a lot more for them to be contenders. Uh, what if he... Uh, tried his hand with the Dodgers. They're in LA also, and they like spending money. I, I see that as a possibility. Yeah, true. Yeah, you know, and and I guess I I guess I I kind of forget about that. Um, I don't know, man. I don't. I mean, I know the Dodgers have deep pocketbooks, but I just I don't know. I I hope that doesn't happen. That would be that would be weird. Yeah. If I, if, if he went to the. I also know that Oakland and San Francisco are also in California, but I don't, I don't see yes. that happening. Not at all. No, especially with Mike Fire shaving a six into his beard or something stupid like that. Cole definitely would not be in Oakland. What? I, was that a six? I didn't know what that was. I thought it was a snake or he was just being stupid. I don't, I don't know what was going on with that. Yeah, it looked pretty stupid. I'm like, well, I, I, I guess when you throw two no-hitters in your, in your career and get lucky, you can – shave your face the way you want to all right so let's move on let's move yes, on sir. to saturday saturday's game the astros were up two to one and this time it was mm-hmm. the eighth inning alvarez who didn't even start came in with two <laughs> on no outs pinched hit for uh toro 
three-run blast yes. to center field. And what I like most about it, besides them winning, was watching the center field run after it and then realize <laughs> that that thing is in the waterfall. And he just stopped. He's like, nah, it's gone. It's gone. Yeah. And also, did you see the uh, video of Verlander's reaction? I can't remember what he said, but he was like, wow, wow. Yes. No, um, I think I know. I know they showed. I know they showed Colin McHugh. I think it was Colin McHugh at the end of the dugout. Are you talking about the pitcher that was nodding his head in the dugout? No, Verlander like gave him a high five oh. or a handshake, and he was oh, like, okay. "Wow, wow!" And you, it actually picked it up <laughs> on the on the broadcast. That's funny. So even even Verlander, yeah, I, who's been around for fourteen, fifteen oh, years, yeah, I mean, is in awe played, of this kid. I mean, he played with he played with Miguel, um, with Miggy Cabrera, who had the only recent triple crown that we've seen. And so, yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, we forget Detroit had some very good teams. I mean, you remember when they had um, they had Porcello, they had Scherzer, and they had Verlander. I mean, all in one staff, you know. So he's he's been on some great teams. So I. To me, it's absolutely astounding the ease at which he swings the bat, the calm demeanor. I've only seen him get upset once at like calls, but when he strikes out, even if he, even if he goes down looking, it's like he accepts it and he realizes, you know what, I just got to come up next time and hit the ball. I mean, he's got such a professional attitude and at such a young age, that is a unique. That is in that is what they call an intangible. You can't coach that. So. The heroes of Friday and Saturday are two people that you generally expect to be heroes and to do something special in a game. But what do you think about Kyle Tucker getting four hits and going up to bat to get his fifth hit and they intentionally walk him? Now, yeah, that was, to me, that was more spite than anything i know some people are like oh well they respect them now well um, i think the world there was a runner on second and third i i know they i believe that they did it to load the bases to to get right. the outs i mean you that's don't... the strategy you want to go at but i'm just True. saying i, I don't yeah think i don't pitched around him or anything but i'm just saying the situation came up he got intentionally walked he could have had a five game hit you never know and now we'll never know Right. No. Yeah. That's, you know, and that's, and that's baseball. I mean, you know, that's how it goes. Um, Kyle Tucker, you know, they've got him a place in the lineup where more than likely if he's not leading off, if he's in the middle of the order, um, the problem with walking the Astros lineup is pretty much it, anybody can hit um, any given day. Um, you know, today, if you look at the stat line from, from today, um, two of our best players didn't get any hits. Um, you know, and we can, we can talk about that here. Um, actually that, that was on, um, Saturday. Um, yeah. we, we had, we had a couple of players top of the lineup, not getting any hits, you know? And, and, um, so it's all about like, who's up to bat. And this team has this uncanny ability, no matter where they are, seventh or eighth inning or even ninth inning now. And I know it's a Royals, but come on, who does that? Who who comes up in the ninth inning and has someone hit a home run? Who who has a pinch hit rookie come in and hit a three run home run? 
it's it's just it's just not common. You know, there may be two other teams, the Yankees and the Dodgers, who can do that. But outside of the Astros, it's pretty hard to find that. Okay, so the Astros almost waste a great outing on Friday by Garrett Cole. I believe he went eight innings, so they got that uh, three-run homer in before they went back out to pitch. So Cole did get the win. Yes. And then yes, Greinke, who a lot of people say haven't, hasn't been impressive, and I say the same thing. Um, he looked good Saturday. Um, oh, he and did, what was man. nuts about Dude, his curves. Yes, he, he, he used the curve, and he was throwing them like 66 mile an hour, which is crazy. He threw one that was 57. He, I think he threw one that was 40, but it hit 10 feet in front of the plate. Oh, no, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it was something like that. <laughs> So you go let, – let's. I'm going to go to this before you take over. Tucker had the four hits on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And Alvarez comes in, saves the game on Saturday. It saves a great outing for Grinky, And then Sunday comes up, and they move Tucker to the leadoff spot. I, w- I was pretty yeah. surprised by that. And also – uh, when they put the lineup out, if you have Twitter or Facebook, they put the lineup out every day. Um, a lot of people were negative. I even did that uh, comment where you comment on somebody update. I mean, the comments from the fans, like, this is a loss. This is a loss. What is with this sorry lineup? And the Astros went out and put a hurting on them. They put a hurting on them. Yeah. They didn't take their time. They didn't wait till the end of the game to win it. And this was the lineup everybody thought maybe they're going to lose. Maybe A.J. Hinch doesn't care about the sweep. Let's just get the series win and go back home. Awesome game. And it was led by Josh Reddick, five for five on Sunday. Tell me what you think about today's game. Tell me what you think about, uh, I don't know, just what happened today. What do you think? Well, you know, I was I, I was able to watch the game, and the my first thought was when Kansas City went up one to nothing, and there was only one out. I was like, okay, there's there's guys on base. He only has one out. We they've got one run. Is this going to be another disaster inning? And I saw a guy earlier today say he goes, I think it's statistically impossible for Wade Miley to have another bad outing and leave in the first inning. And I said, I would like to agree with you. And he got out of it, and he didn't give up another run until the fifth inning. But right after that first inning, the Astros scored in the second and third inning. Um, You know, Tucker's in there in the leadoff spot. He had a couple strikeouts. He did strike out looking leading off. Um, I wonder if there were nerves. You know, the pitcher was – I mean, he he was pitching all right to start out with, but he really faltered there at the end. Um, Tucker took took care of that. You know, he got his one hit. Um, he hit he hit another home run. Yeah, a two run shot, right? But okay, yeah. But but for Reddick to come up and hit and get five hits, not only was it his what is I think it was his seventh four hit career game, and then he got another hit. He got his fifth hit, and then on top of that, Yuli Gurriel was two for four. He hit a home run. Diaz, who had looked horrible coming into this game, was 0 for his last nine plate appearances, was 2 for 5. And then Abraham Toro 
was two for five. And so top to bottom, um, the lineup, I mean, they got 16 hits and they scored 12 runs. Um, this is a powerful lineup. And, and, you know, people are quick to jump on, you know, I, in football, they call them like armchair quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of people. I, I try not to criticize managerial moves when it comes to baseball because that is such a difficult job. And if it works out, everybody calls them a genius. If it doesn't work, they were the biggest moron ever. But, man, the bats were definitely hot today. That was, that was a fun game to watch, and it was great to see Miley get back on the winning side of things because he grinds like nobody else. And, 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 and I think he genuinely wants to be a part of this playoff team. He wants to – I mean, he wants to be one of the starters, and so I think he's going to do what he can. I think you're going to see his, his last few starts. I think he's going to do really well. So Miley going into this game as the starter, uh, one out, didn't even get out of the first inning in the last two games, gave up 12 total runs. I saw a tweet before the game, how long will he last? There was quite a bit of negative ones, but there was a lot of people that said six innings. I think I saw a couple guys that said six innings and two runs, and they were spot on. And my answer, I can't even remember what I put, but I kind of felt, just like what you said, the other guy said about being statistically impossible. I just felt like there's no way. There's no way that's going to happen again. But I was hoping that if it did, the Astros had someone on deck or someone warmed up and ready to go if the first four guys get on base. But very right. happy with Miley's performance today. And let me, let me tell you this. I, I tweeted this, and you actually commented on it and liked it. But the Cowboys game, was on at 12, Mm -hmm. and when I met my wife, she was, like, forcing me to be a Cowboy fan by marriage. Oh, wow. And so we're watching a Cowboys game, and she tells me, it's 1 o'clock, you need to turn the game to the Astros. And I'm like, what? You know, I was really surprised. She goes, I would rather watch the Astros than the Cowboys. And now I know. I mean, I already knew for sure that I had the best life ever, and I picked the perfect woman, but, you know, that – that's the nail in the coffin, dude. That is for that's 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 golden right there, man. That is um, that is that is true spousal commitment <laughs> right there. Like you could you could write a book about that. Um, you know how to how to make your marriage work in spite of your love for the Cowboys. You know something like that. Yeah, I mean, she you could like. You, you, oh, I, I was gonna say like. I brought her into the Astros family in 2013. <laughs> the first game that we went to, she had Ranger stuff on. They were playing the Rangers. Ooh, wow. She didn't know. You know, we had just gotten married. Right. Actually, right. I don't think we were married yet. I think that was in May, and we got married in July of 2013. Mm. And she never wore that stuff again, and she actually gave it to one of her daughters. And just like me and just like the rest of us, she saw – Springer come up and Correa and Altuve was already there. She saw all these guys come up and it's her team and she feels vested and she feels like these are my guys. And I I feel that way. I don't know how you feel, but you know, these are all our guys. We kind of like, we didn't grow up watching them, but we're watching them grow up. And I wanted to add this. I've been wanting to say this for a while now and I just remembered it. So I wrote it down when we're talking about intentionally walking Tucker, I I hope this is still true, but
But the Astros have not intentionally walked anyone for any reason hmm. this entire season. And I find that amazing. And I wish I, I did not know I wish that. I could find the quote from Hinch where he speaks about why he, he, he's never done it. I think he's just saying you're putting another guy on. You might as well just battle. I can't remember what he said, but I think it's the Astros and one other team that hasn't done it yet. Wow. That's, that's actually, that's, that's quite impressive. So you write for fan sided as well as I do climbing tall's Hill. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't really find anything interesting to write about. So on the weekends, I kind of jump in there and do the uh, recaps. But you have the Miley Chronicles. You've been writing about Wade Miley. Uh, The last one was something about the tables turning. And now, I'm sure tomorrow, you will sit down and write another edition of the Miley Chronicles. And you actually have something good to talk about. No, yeah, definitely. It's it's you know it's always easier to write about the guy you're following if he's having success. But what I love about Miley, what I've learned about Miley, is even when he doesn't have success, he always he always does interviews after the game. He always talks about what happened, what went wrong. Um, you know, he faces the music, and um, he's such a value to that clubhouse. And I think the veterans around him. I mean, he's a veteran himself, but the guys around him have really helped him weather that storm. And he kind of has that demeanor where I don't think too many things get to that guy. He just, I mean, he's, he's from Louisiana. He's pretty laid back. He said that in the interview after the game, that when the, he got into trouble in the first inning, he said to himself, Oh no, here, it's going to happen again. Here we go again. So he stepped off the mound and he took a little walk and he said, and he said he thought about his kid. And he just like tried to think of something else and it calmed him down. And I guess it worked. Hey man, it's dude. I'm, I'm all for whatever works, especially when it, when you connect yourself to your family and you can, you can, you know, remove yourself from that, from that, um, from the moment. Did you ever see the perfect game with um, Kevin Costner? Yeah. I think I've seen every baseball okay, movie that comes out. Okay. Well, you know, remember where he was like focus the mechanism, you know, and like every time he did that, like the whole game, he's like reminiscing back on all the stuff that he's that he's done and everything. And so, you know, maybe 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 Wade is out there focusing the mechanism. I don't know. That could be it. Maybe you can add that into your story. Uh, so anyway, nice. I will. Uh, let's take a short break, and then we're going to talk about Correa coming back on Tuesday. Uh, I want to talk about JV pitching. Who do you think is going to pitch on Wednesday? And then we're going to talk about Alex Bregman, maybe, maybe the new front runner for MVP. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Robin Wilhouse show. Okay, we're back. Uh, Wilhouse, how you doing, buddy? Man, I'm doing great. Um, one of the things I wanted to ask you about was because I was wondering um, if we could caveat before we get into our other topics is, is it me or has Josh Reddick gotten really hot since Kyle Tucker's been called up? Um, it's not just you. I th- uh, people okay. on Twitter, I believe. I-, I saw something I'm not exactly sure what it said but uh 
I know he's been hot since Tucker came up, and I know we talked about Tucker taking his spot in the playoff roster. Right. What is he hitting since Kyle Tucker came up? I do not know. So we've got um, – I checked an Astros future, um, a guy who does some really great work for the Astros, yeah. like Prospect Farm Systems, said that Josh Reddick, since Kyle Tucker was called up, is hitting three ninety four with two doubles, three home runs, and six RBIs. That was before <laughs> – before the five hits today. Yeah, I had seen that, but I don't remember. But I knew it was high. I thought it was like three seven. But what is it now? Does it right. have it now? Well, now, no, no, I updated it myself. Oh, okay. Now, with 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 the five hits, that would give him eighteen hits and thirty eight plate appearances. He's hitting four seventy three. Wow. <laughs> I mean, he has. Been hitting the cover off the ball like he wants to be a part of this playoff roster, you know? Okay, you're just unbelievable. You're mentioning that. So I went to Astros.com and I brought up the stats and I clicked the last seven days. Okay. The la- yeah, the last seven days. And I was looking at it, preparing myself or whatever you want to call it. I know I said the wrong word there, but. Uh, I expected to see Josh Reddick at the top, but he is not. Would it, would it hmm. surprise? Uh, take a guess at who has the highest batting average for the Astros in the last seven games. And just a disclaimer, he's only played in four of them. So that may give you a clue to who Ka- it is. Kyle no. Tucker. Oh, oh, hold on. Um, Yuli Gurriel. No. Oh, my gosh. Michael Brantley. No, it's going to shock you. Who would shock you? Who would shock me? Um, Martin Maldonado. He's actually third. (laughs) Maldonado, in the last seven games, has played in four, and he has a 417 batting average. He has five hits and 12 at bats. There is someone else. That's insane. Someone else that has five hits and nine at bats. He scored four runs. He has seven RBIs, two home runs, and he's walked five times. And he's only struck out one. Robinson Chirinos. Robinson Chirinos. Dude, you, you remember how he started out really hot in the season, like really being the season? I mean, he was really hitting really well. And then he just kind of – he just kind of became a – he just kind of disappeared um, offensively. Yeah, he made and Bruno look like a like genius. He's, oh, Yeah. And so, hey, you know, man, I'm all for these guys getting hot, you know, because that's that's what's great about this roster is they don't care who does it. They just want to do it, you yeah. know? So as hot as Reddick's been, if you add the at-bats for Torino and Maldonado, they, they equal 21. And Josh Reddick has 21 mm-hmm. at-bats in the last seven games. And he has – he only has three RBIs but he has uh, a 429 average. So he is doing good, wow. yeah. but amazingly, uh, Trinos and Maldonado, we're getting a lot of production from the catchers. That's amazing. Right. Okay. Kyle Tucker is hitting 333. Seven for 21. 
One one home mm-hmm. run and three RBIs. That doesn't seem right, but maybe it isn't. I don't. Know. Maybe he had his other I think home runs he, I, eight days ago. I don't. I don't know how long he's been here. Yeah, well, the last seven games. So he had he has two home runs this year. Um, I don't know. Yeah, his his other home run was on the fifteenth. Okay. No, that was I changed it. Was was on the fifth of September. I changed it to last thirty. So he's had forty at bats. Okay. He struck out eleven times. He's only walked twice. He has two homers and eight RBIs. He's hitting three twenty five. Okay. I'll take wow. that. That's 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 great. So. I wanted to do a story on FanSided to predict the roster. I already did it on the last podcast when I was driving. And I think there's room for both of them. I know uh, Will, uh, what's his name? Uh, Corey, Corey Hightower Mm -hmm. said that he gives the advantage to Toro because he's an infielder. And he gives the Astros another infielder in case an injury. But Kyle Tucker can play first. I don't know how good he is at it. He can. But I mean it. No, well, I mean, he was he he was playing first at Round Rock when my son and I went and watched him play this year. Yeah, so I mean, as good as he is so, playing, I mean, I mean, to me, the odd man out is Toro. That's just my opinion. Yeah, I, I just I I think I think Miles Straw to me has too much value with his legs, much like Derek Fisher. I mean, you know, Derek Fisher still was one of the key reasons why we won won that series and. I mean, Miles Straw. I mean, Toro's fast. Um, I think I think Toro's a better hitter. I think in the long run, Toro's at bats. I think he holds more value. But if you're not going to be using them to really hit much and just pinch hit or pinch right. run, I think Miles Straw squeaks out. And I mean, Miles Straw in the outfield is not bad either, to be honest. And also, we're just I'm just talking about the the uh, the divisional series. The uh, roster may be right. built different for a seven-game series because you can't bring people in and out if they get hurt. So maybe uh, Hightower's opinion about the uh, needing that extra offensive player or the, the extra infielder, maybe it'll take place in the next round. But, but I, think the, I don't think they need all the infielders in a small five-game series. I don't know. I think, I think Tucker's in. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think he is too. Um, and so it's a, it basically, it is a 25 man postseason roster, right? Yeah. What, what they 25? did last year, they had 14 position players and only 11 catchers. And right now they have 12 or 13 pitchers. I said catchers, didn't I? And <laughs> yeah, I was like, wow, they had 11. So they go with 14 <laughs> position and 11 uh, pitchers. Last year they had last they, year they had eleven catchers. They, they brought back they brought back J.R. Coles. Gaddis and they had, uh, what's his name? McCann. McCann yeah, I miss yeah. McCann. Uh, but anyway, so let's. I, I didn't even mean <laughs> to get into this. It's okay. We, we, you know, that's just what it is when you're talking Astros with an Astros fan. Dude. You you have bullet points. But you veer off sometimes. That's just what happens. So my next one is Carlos mm-hmm. Correa. Okay. Uh, I had mentioned that I didn't think it was fair uh, for him to be playing in those minor league championship games. And I believe he went like two for three. I think he had two hits and they intentionally walked him. 
Uh, I kind of mm-hmm. think that's kind of shady, but I mean, that's what it's there for. It kind of shows you that it's right. not a real league if they're going to throw them in there in a championship game and make the game unfair. But I think, I, I think they lost. I think they're out. I, they yeah, did they, so they didn't win it. They so there lose. you go. You know, karma's a, you know what? So he's back on Tuesday, <laughs> and because we're September and they can have forty guys, which I think that's going to change someday. They can have forty guys. They just bring them up. They don't have to call anybody down. Uh, send right. anybody down. I know uh, Stubbs is in there. They they just, yeah. they just have I mean, tons they of call right now. They called up Mayfield. I mean, they were just like, hey. Yeah, uh, Mayfield, Perez. Uh, there's just. They're like they're like the first five players to get to the airport get to be on the yeah. team. Yeah, they just raced. <laughs> we got five We got five tickets to Kansas City. First, first four here. They raced in those big hot dog outfits. <laughs> okay, so. That would be awesome. So he'll be back Tuesday. Oh, I, got, I forgot to ask you about that. Let me write it down. So he'll be back Tuesday, and they play, in my opinion, the hated Texas Rangers, and I hope they still have that fire. They've already wrapped the series up. They already wrapped up the silver boot. They've done everything. So yeah. hopefully they don't let off, And uh, but I don't, I don't think they will. So what do you think about – okay, Justin Verlander starting. I don't know if I said that. But, but yes, what do you think or what is your opinion on why the Astros cannot score? They scored 12 runs today. Why can they not score when Justin Verlander's pitching? You know, I was, I was thinking about that the other day because there's a lot of chatter on it about it online. Um, and they, They've done it for Cole plenty of times as well. And I, I want to say it's almost a subconscious thing to where the players, they're so confident and they know that Justin Verlander's on the mound. Maybe they don't, maybe they're not as aggressive, but also this is what I think might be the X factor. The other pitcher is facing off against Justin Verlander. And if that's me, I don't care how long Justin Verlander's played. I don't care if he's going to the Hall of Fame. I want to say that I squared off against Justin Verlander and I beat him. And I think because you notice when we face those pitchers on those days, if they're not their frontline starters, they seem to have this outerworldly type of performance. And so I don't think it's just the lineup maybe – easing up because I just don't think that's our personality deep down. I think subconsciously it plays a part, but I think it also has something to do with Justin Verlander brings out the best in his competitors. And unless that pitcher is just really off, it seems like they seem to have one of the best games of their season. Does that make sense? Yes. One thing I was thinking while you were talking, I I brought it up for the the matchup on Tuesday, September 17th at 710. Mm -hmm. And I'm here to tell you, I'm super excited that they're playing Texas because I'm on day shift and I will be watching it. Uh, One thing about it to me is that I, I know the rotations don't work out perfectly, but I think for the most part, Verlander is also facing the best pitcher on the other team. Maybe he's either facing their ace or the second guy. I know he faced – Yeah, he's – 
He's facing Lance yeah, Lynn. So their number one pitcher is Minor, and I think he pitched today. And so now they're taking on Lynn. So he's he. I, I don't think he's ever really facing, you know, the bottom of the barrel pitchers. And Lance Lynn is fourteen and ten, which isn't a great yeah. record, but it's pretty good to be on a team that's won seventy five games. He's fourteen and ten. His ERA is three seventy two. I mean, that's something I would take on my ball club. So he is pitching against someone decent, right? And I mean, he's. So he's gone this year against Houston. He's actually one and two. Um, he's gotten one win, um, but he's given up at least at least five hits every time he's faced them. Um, so they've hit off of him. Um, you know, they're they're two and one against him. And yeah, you're right. I mean, when the when the rotations line up, it it is also the number one starter. But I remember a few of those starts that Justin Verlander had. Or the guy on the other side, it wasn't like he was a world beater. It is just, I just, I mean, I, I think that's what competition does to these guys. That's why there's only 750 major right. leaguers and, you know, 3 million little leaguers. You know what I'm saying? That's that's why they're they're elite. Yeah, so it goes the same thing, the same way, like, when teams, let's say you have a very good team, whether it's baseball mm-hmm. or football, Sometimes they tend to play down to their competition. If they play someone that's not as good, maybe they're not as motivated. And maybe those guys pitch better against Verlander because, you know, maybe they're not going to be Hall of Famers or All-Stars, but they can tell their kids and their grandkids that they defeated Justin Verlander when they played the Astros. Now, that's maybe they just, like you said, he brings up the best in everybody. So right. I look back at the games. Garrett Cole on Friday went against a guy that was – I can't – well, the guy's 0-2. It could have been the relief pitcher, so I, I guess that's wrong. But the loser pitcher on Saturday is 3-9. and nine. And I guess I'd have to look at the star. And Junis, 9-14. and 14. I guess he was 9-13. and 13. So, you know, they're not facing great guys. So it just worked out right. that way, but – I don't know. I, I, I'm going to go with your answer that they're playing up to the competition and having the best games of their months or weeks, whatever. Right. I mean, you know, it, it's, 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 you know, like I said, I, you know, and I mean, these guys are pros and they hate losing. I mean, even, even when you're having the, the tragic season that the Detroit Tigers are having, you know, they go out and they battle and they scrap. I mean, the other day they beat the Yankees. And one thing, one thing I was going to, I was going to ask if you noticed, cause I know you said you don't really pay attention to other teams, mm-hmm. but I've noticed lately with like the blue Jays and the teams that the Yankees have been playing, like their starters have been giving them solid starts, but, but their relief pitchers have been bombing those starts. Their relief pitchers have, have trended downward and our relief pitchers have been trending upward. I think lately. the Blue Jays So that's a good I think sign. The Blue Jays have beaten the Yankees a couple of times in the last three days and helped us out. Because we are yes, tied the no, yeah. best record in baseball with the New York Yankees now. We are. So and we're two games over over the Dodgers. That I didn't know. See I didn't know. So yes. So let me let, yes. while we're talking about J V, we already talked about Cole earlier. Okay. I wanted to bring this up to you. I I'm kind of getting addicted to running polls and I like to use polls for the podcast to get some feel for what the fans think. Mm-hmm. My last poll 
was who do you think's going to win? Maybe that wasn't my last poll. I might have had another one. But I, I ran a poll that said, <laughs> who's your Cy Young winner, Justin Verlander or Garrett Cole? And it was two to one. Mm. It was like 66% to 33% for Justin Verlander. But I just don't understand why. I mean, I feel the same way, and I can't explain it. But when we're we're talking right now about Garrett Cole striking out double-digit guys 14 games in a row, winning 14 games in a row, all the things that he's done, how is he not? It says right here on MyAstros.com, Cole, 11 Ks, wins Astros record 13 straight games. No Astros ever won 13 straight games. Why is he not the front runner? It's it's Justin Verlander and somebody else. I think Cole is at least in the top five. But, I mean, everybody is just giving it yeah. to JV. Well, well, I think it's one and two. And and I, I think if the roles were reversed where Garrett Cole was the veteran, was the more seasoned veteran, and Justin Verlander was at the point of his career that Cole is, I think Cole would be the clear front runner. Um, statistically, when you really bury down into the numbers, Cole, I think, is having a better overall season. Um, not only strikeouts per nine, but his the fit, fit backs, all those, all those, you know, saber metrics and stuff. Cole is analytically having a better year than Verlander. But Verlander, he has the name recognition. Yeah. He threw that no hitter. I, I think the no hitter seals yeah, the deal. Yeah, I, I thought and the for same us, thing. I think it's I think it's more, you know, it's it's very hard to have an award where where there's not opinion or bias that comes into the voting. It's I think it's, I think it's next to impossible to have humans vote for something. Now, if you want it to be a statistical vote, then you have a computer figure out like the BCS. Right, you see right. how that went. Um, so it's just one of those things where. I just think Cole's kind of like the date that everyone wants to take to the prom where, I mean, I mean, um, Verlander right. is where Cole is like, well, if I can't have Verlander, I want to take Cole. You know what I'm saying? But Verlander is always going to be your first choice because he's kind of cemented himself into that position. So, it, I mean, have, have we ever had a co-Cy Young? Has, has that ever happened? I mean, is that even possible? I have no idea. I don't know. I don't know. I know. I know some of these baseball savants are like, I cannot believe you don't know yeah. that. But I genuinely don't know. I mean, can we not have a co Cy Young? Why not? Right. So, so I want my so cake. Not, it too. not going too much into Cole and Verlander, because I right. know you and Corey already covered this a couple podcasts ago. But I just have one small question about Garrett Cole. Yes, sir. What if, and I guess this changes things, but what if he was pitching for the Yankees? And he was on TV. Mm. He was on national TV playing the Red Sox. And he won his 13th straight game as a Yankee. Do you think that would make a difference in the voting? I think, I think that would, that would um, yeah, that would probably sway voters. I agree. Um, again, I, yeah, I just, yeah, it, it's, it's really an imperfect system. You know, I think Cole and Verlander aren't even, I mean, I don't think they're that concerned about it. I think Cole probably wants it because he knows that will help out his paycheck. Oh, yeah. Verlander, you know, and here's the thing. Verlander, Verlander is very prideful about what he does in a good way. He's not a, he's not a jerk about it, but man, he's, he knows what's going on. He knows the records he's breaking. He knows the things he's doing and he wants another Cy Young. You know I mean? He's not going to, 
oh, I'll just give it to Cole because he's my buddy. And neither one of them want the other person to get it. They want to get it themselves. And that's what I like about it is I think it makes them stronger. Right. If you take a look at the win-loss record or the ERA, I mean, you, even Grinky could be thrown in that conversation, but he's not. Uh, Cole, 17-5. and five. Verlander just lost. He's 18-6. and six. So he's got 18 wins. More than likely he's going to hit 20. He's probably going to have a lower ERA. He has allowed the most home runs. Um. I don't know, but let me ask you this before we go, because I know you and I yes. both have to get up early. This is the last thing I want to talk about, is speaking of another award. Are you aware that okay. Mike Trout hurt himself today, and he may be out? Yeah, you know, I I, I heard about that. Um, I was like, are you kidding me? When I first, <laughs> when I first had, I heard that Trout was out, I didn't really read it that he got hurt, but I think he hurt his foot or something. Um, but let me ask you this. Do you think mm-hmm. – I don't even have my own answer. I have no idea. I guess I could think about it Why I could piggyback off of your answer. Do you think that Bregman can do enough in these last couple of weeks? I don't even know how many games they have left. It's got to be about – 12 or 13, 14 at the most. Do you think he can do enough to uh, take that MVP away from Mike Trout, or do you think Trout has it locked up? You know, I I wish I knew how these voters, like what they looked at. You know what I'm saying? Um, I think Bregman, with the way he's hitting right now and what he's doing on the field, you have to consider him for the MVP simply because Mike Trout is out for these last couple weeks. I think if Mike Trout stays in, you know, he wins it. But I don't see how you can't because, I mean, Bregman has really evolved as a hitter. And he's not just a home run hitter. He hits for contact. He has a hundred and what, five walks and only like, I don't know, like 70 strikeouts it's like a plus 20 something or plus 30 something ratio of walks to strikeouts and he still hits 36 home runs he's still i mean i mean how can how is he not the most valuable player in the league i think the only other person that challenges him now is dj LeMahieu from the yankees Um, but i think bregman definitely his stock rises when it comes to voting for MVP. Well, I know for sure that it's super hard to win the MVP in the NFL being on a losing team, but I don't think that affects anything in baseball for some reason. But Bregman is the man. He's the main man among a lot of main men, including, including Alvarez, who will probably be in the MVP talk next year when he hits 60 home runs and has 160 RBIs. Um, but I don't know. I don't know how much that sways him. I have no idea. I just – I don't know. I just think when I saw that, I was thinking, hey, maybe Bregman has 36 home runs. If he can get – I think if he can get up there to 40, maybe. Maybe he can get – maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I mean, he's batting 384 in the last 30 days. Yeah, I think he's doing it. And he's got – and he's got seven home runs. I mean, so he only has 13. I mean, he's only struck out 13 times. Um, but it, it's just, I don't know. I just, I just, 
Do you think the he, voters he makes do you a, think the voters get tired of voting for the same guy over and over and they're like looking for someone to take it? Like, man, this guy's done enough. Let's just give it to him. No, uh, I mean I mean I think I, you know, I you know, um I think it's a shame though that, that Mike Trout's not on a better team. Um, <laughs> I hate that for him. And he signed with them. He's still I mean, in there. Yeah. I mean, hey man, you know what? And say what you will about that guy and you know he's one of those guys you hate to face when you when you face him but you got to have respect for him because anybody else in his shoes would have signed somewhere else you know what i'm saying any i mean these days the athletes these days are so entitled a lot of them when they get to that point in their career he would have gone somewhere else if he was just about anybody else so i was i was like wow okay hey man you know do what you do man do your thing all right, bud. I think he's. I think he can do it. I think he can pull it off at the end. I think he into it. Bregman for MVP. We we should start a hashtag campaign on Twitter. Let's do it. All right. It is uh, ten forty three. I got to get this edited and get to bed. Nice. Your boy Rob F, who uh, called out. The, uh, see, at work <laughs> we go by our first name and our last initial, and and I'm just oh, so okay. used to saying Rob F. But I got to work in the morning. All right. And, well, uh, listen, back on day is... shift, super excited uh, with the, with uh, awesome. being able to watch the uh, Astros and the Rangers series. Justin Verlander on Tuesday, folks. So would I be? So would I be H Town W or Brett C? You would be Brett C. <laughs> Let me tell you this. Okay. Uh, maybe this will make you laugh and some listeners a little comic relief at the end. And I don't know where okay. I got this at, but when I got the job almost 13 years ago they ask you 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 have to go to this uniform place and they ask you what do you go by and just out of thin air i told the lady that i go by scooter (laughs) no way (laughs) and so she's like well i can't put that it has to be a version of your name so i said all right we'll put rob so i was thinking can you imagine (laughs) if they would have put that on there the last 13 years, everybody That's at work awesome. would be calling me Scooter, and everybody that knows me outside of work would be like, what the, why are they calling you Scooter? So I would... You're like someone... So I would have been... Would you have been were, Sco- this would have been the Scooter and H-Town Wheelhouse show, because I'd be used to it by now, you, I'm telling you, because I spend more time at work than I do at home. You would have you would have been the guy that they hired off like the work work release program, and Hey, look at Scooter. Here comes Scooter. Hey, there is a guy named Buster there. I know that ain't his name. Did he did he beat Mike Tyson in a in a boxing match? I don't know, but I watched that. I remember <laughs> it. I remember it. All right. Yes. Let's go to bed. All right, not, Rob. Let's not go to bed. Let's go All to right. bed in separate places. No. <laughs> All right. I'd like to thank everyone out there for listening. And Wheelhouse and myself would appreciate it if you'd give us a rating. And Yes, please. I, I don't know if you listened to the last podcast, but Wheelhouse has the Robin Wheelhouse Twitter page or the Twitter handle, I guess. You can follow us on there. He'll be posting stuff. And I have one on Facebook. I started one. I don't know what I'm doing, but we'll get to that. Just for the people that don't yes. have Twitter. But Wheelhouse and I were thinking about making some small, like, one-minute videos to put on Twitter and uh, we'll see what y'all think about that. But go ahead and say goodbye, Will. Else, I'll let you close it out. All right. All right. I'm going to close it out with this. 
the Astros and the Texans both scored 12 points today and got the victory. Actually, they, they, so I just, I just want to throw that out there. Um, so there you go. Houston Astros going to the World Series. It's going to be awesome. I agree. Check us out. Give us a rating. We'd love to hear the feedback. We need to hear the feedback because we're all about you, the fans. And Rob F. is the man. To end it with a rhyme. That is right. Well, Scooter Fontenot, out. (laughs) Peace. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.